This is the Old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendorvis riding out again on Old Dan, blazing the path to the hearts of sinners. And this is uh, so good to be with you folks. Many of you have heard me a long time, some of you recently. But I'm praise the Lord for coming in your homes, there in your business, maybe in your airplane. Had a pilot from a major airline stop by here not long ago and told me, said, Pastor, I hear you at 35,000 feet. I thought that was great. I thought it was wonderful. But I know folks can hear us all over the country now on the Internet. And I want to remind you, I mentioned it a time or two ago, that we have now what we call Radio Missions Radio. It's a new facility that we have. You go there to our website, radiomissions.org, and look up Radio Missions Radio, and you can click on it, and you can hear our regular services on their regular schedule time, the Trailblazer on its regular schedule time, Sunday morning on its regular schedule time, Bible school, Sunday night, Wednesday night. And then in the meantime, the rest of those 24 hours, we have classic sermons, classic music, good sound music by other people besides our own choir. So if you would, if you have trouble with that, call me and let me know, and I'll be able to maybe shed some light on it for you. In our last message last time, we were mentioning to you a little bit about my own private life and what happened, and I didn't completely get through there, and I had gotten to where about the time the Lord had saved me, and uh, I began to, I retired from my business that I'd been in, and I began to have more time to spend in the, at the church in New Orleans and work there and in the office and take the pastor to the mission places, and eventually... There in the early 70s, Pastor Shelton passed away, and Brother Herman Gale became the pastor, and I was there helping him. I used to drive him to places and do all sorts of things, working there, fill in for him once in a while after the Lord had saved me and take care of the prayer meetings sometime and go to the mission places for him. And then the Lord called him home, and the board of trustees there asked me to take over the pastorship of this church. And I've been there now for a long time, 20-some years. And we were there, my family, my wife and I moved to New Orleans from here in Walker. Lived in the parsonage there for about 15 years. And then uh, Katrina come along. Oh, my friend, Katrina. It did a lot of damage. A lot of folks suffered. And then a lot of our facilities, our church, our tabernacle and all was damaged heavily. And rain, all those things. And we weren't able to repair them. We didn't have any insurance. So we made a conscientious decision to sell the property there and move here to Walker. We found a place to build a new chapel, a new office, a new bookstore, and that's where we are now. The old Trailblazer was born and raised here in Walker, Louisiana. We're about a, a little over an hour's drive from Algiers. We still have folks in Algiers. Many of them had relocated. So anyhow, that's a little bit about what my own self, how the Lord is been with me all these times, and I told you the scripture he gave me. Certainly, I'll be with you, and he has fulfilled that scripture. We are in the, right coming down now to the end of these messages on the home, and I want to try to spend some time there. I want to go back and remind you that the Lord created, made the first home. Adam and Eve, the Lord, I believe, conducted their, married them together. Not like we do today, I'm sure. We don't know those things, but he gave Adam, a helpmeet. He said it's not good for man to be alone. So he put Adam to sleep and took one of his ribs. And I know the modernists foo-foo that, but that's what the scriptures say. And uh, created that new home, that first home. 
and they were blessed with children, Cain and Abel and Seth and maybe others. I'm not sure who all. But you know the story, how we came down through all of the Bible times, the biblical times, and we come now to this time that we're living in today, in, the, in this century that we're in now. And all of those years, we have no, I don't have any personal knowledge of a lot of things, but I know after America was founded, discovered, there was much persecution there in England and other places, and a group of folks began to come here to avoid religious persecution. And they settled there in the New England up there, and they were called Puritans because they preached a pure gospel. Before that, we had the old preachers, John Bunyan and Whitfield and uh, those others, Brother Spurgeon, and they all were men of God who preached and taught the truths of God's Word. And once they came here and began to settle and create uh, churches, they called them Puritans. Well, that's what the old trailblazer is. That's what First Baptist Church is, Puritans, because we preach the pure Word of God. And we don't water down the Scriptures. We sell uh, many, many Bibles here at the bookstore, but we only sell the King James Version because we believe that it's the closest to what the Lord wants us to have. And that's what we do. We don't, we don't endorse the NIV and all those other Bibles because they've been watered down. And that's what I wanted to speak of at this time, how that over the years, and in my time, last 50, 60, 70 years after the Lord uh, began to deal with my heart, I saw and, and uh, was aware, made aware by the Pastor Shelton's ministry and others, how that the gospel is now being the Puritanism and the foundationalism and the fundamentalism has been tossed to the side. And now we have modernism to the core in our religious teachings and the seminaries of, have modern theologians, so to speak, professors who have denied the inspiration of the Bible and all of those things in our college professors now. It's just amazing what what we find. And I read the periodicals that I get and the, the magazines that, we, that I receive on a monthly basis. And I see the, the downgrade apostasy, what it's called in the Bible. And then I see what the Apostle Paul was speaking of there when he said, in the last days, perilous times shall come. So we're living in those perilous times now. And, and it's affecting, has affected, and will affect the modern home, the home life of our families, yours and mine. And uh, that's what we're speaking of, attempting to bring, to shed some light on how we should be mighty careful now. Our families have gotten away from the gospel in, in the olden times, uh, not so long ago, uh, men would, would uh, farm out their son to a, a great teacher and, and, and let him teach them the scriptures and teach them the Bible. And many of the old preachers were ordained under that method. And uh, many of the churches of that day were sound, very sound in doctrine and sound in their preaching. Now we just see those things have slipped away and it's affecting our home life. Our schools now are turned into hotbeds of uh, a lot of them are illicit drugs and illegal drugs, and those things have happened. Many of our school teachers are no longer 
uh, rely on God's word to, to guide them and to teach them. And so they, they, they all of that uh, drifts off onto our children. And so we have a, a, a mess, don't we? We just have a mess. We're in that downgrade. And I don't know how many people notice those things. You know, we have folks who go to church on a Sunday and and that's all it is to it, and they make a decision for Jesus, and that's all it is to it, and they live like the, the devil, many of them, all the week long. Others live very strictly, and uh, yet they have no knowledge of the personal work of salvation. They have no reality of Christ. So I asked you, what is your condition? Are you a true child of God, or are you just a church member like I was? I told you about that. Just a church member, had my name on the roll there, and I uh, had no knowledge of my sins were gone. I had never seen my sinful self until the Lord, by the Holy Spirit, shined the light of the gospel into my heart, wouldn't let me go, wouldn't let me live, wouldn't let me breathe until he made it plain that I was a sinner. We don't find much preaching today calling sin, sin. I have people call me on the phone and email me to don't call them a sinner. Don't call me a sinner, trailblazer. Well, I don't call you a sinner. The Bible says there's none righteous. No, not one. Not one. There's not one righteous person in this world unless you have been saved and washed in the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ and became righteous by his righteousness, not your own. I've mentioned several times, there's nothing you can do. There's no nothing, no righteousness that you can attain. None of those things. But the main thing we're trying to say today and have been is that our homes have been wrecked and ruined by Satan, who is a prince in the power of this air. So we're suffering now. We're seeing those things. Our young teenagers, boys, and even now girls, having thrown over their shoulder, and because our parents have allowed them to do that. Many of our parents, the ages that they are in, have uh, abandoned the gospel, and, and the Lord has uh, allowed the, the down, downgrade to happen, and the Scriptures predict it. The Scriptures prophesy. It's not anything. I'm not surprised. I'm not scared. I'm not frightened. But I know that my fear is that some of you whom I love and some of you whom I know and have talked with may not be saved. You may still be on that broad path. You know, the scripture says there's a broad way that leadeth to destruction and a narrow way that leadeth to life everlasting. Now, which road are you on, my friend? Can you honestly look up into the starry skies at night like I do? I go out on my back porch in the summer and the fall and sit there in my high back rocker and say, thank you, Lord, for saving an old sinner like old Pendarvis. Thank you for saving an old trailblazer. And in giving me the grace to be true to your soul, my friend, folks get mad with me. They think I'm harsh, hellfire and damnation. I'm not, my friend. My heart is big as a pumpkin, soft as a feather pillar, because I see my folks, my family, many of them, your families, no evidence of saving grace. And one day they're going to lay down and die. And where will they spend eternity? The greatest question that I can ask you this morning is where will you spend eternity? 
I've asked these folks who, these truckers who call me and write me, I've asked them, when you swing down out of that old big tractor on the highway to a rest stop or a break room, when you swing down and look in that big long mirror on the side of your vehicle, look in there and say, am I saved? Am I saved? And then you folks at home, you teenagers and mama and all, when you go in the bathroom to brush your teeth and comb your hair, look in that mirror and say, am I saved? That old trailblazer asked me to ask myself, am I saved? I believe, my friend, you'll get an answer back. You'll get an answer back. And if you're not, then start to cry unto the Lord. Lord, show me. Lord, show me myself. Show me my true condition, Lord. And then show me that Christ died for me. You know, we have many, many verses of Scripture in the Bible that's just life rafts to a sinking ship. Come unto me now, all ye that labor, and I'll give you rest. That's one of them, my friend. Look unto me, all ye the ends of the earth, and be saved. Would you look to him even at this time as I go off the air? Remember the old Trailblazer's address? The old Trailblazer, post office box, 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785. And my website, radiomissions.org. Until next time, goodbye and God bless you.